0: Ladies and gentlemen, happy Thursday, and welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I am Shay Elliott of the Elliot Homestead, joined by Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. And if you are new here, you should know we are <laughs> welcome. Um, <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> we are two friends. We live 2,000 miles apart. Angela is in northern Wisconsin, and I am in central Washington, and we're a long ways away from one another. And we are just like you. There are 10 children between the two of us, and we are just schlopping through the everyday grind, reminding ourselves that there is a lot of joy to be found in the art of homemaking, which is why we're here with you two times a week to rescue the art of homemaking best as we can. Mm Mm-hmm. Happy Thursday! Can we though? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm
1: looking at my laundry piles. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. Usually, I put my laundry like right away, and uh, since moving the washer and dryer up here, I'm not quite in a system. Mm-hmm. So now there's laundry in my office, and that's Ooh. not going to work for me today. So that's, that's on my list. There's a load of towels here Call in my name. That'll do it. That'll do it. This morning, I got up and I went to make a coffee, and I had to fill the water
0: mm-hmm. thing,
1: you know, from the back of the espresso machine. And it came apart in my hands, like as I was over the floor and the rug, just water all like, you know, when the, when you're not quite awake and you're just going through the motions mm-hmm. just exploded all over me, all over the floor. Um, so thankfully, I knew right where my towels were. I'll run up to my office and get a big towel.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It was just a bath.
1: Mm-hmm. Not how I wanted to wake up this morning. Um,
0: When I was sick last week. Just like the fatigue was really difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And I was really afraid that I was going to lose my taste and smell. And so I hammered out my cooking community recipes. I already knew what I was going to do. But I was like, I got to get in that kitchen, come hell or high water. And I got to make this happen because if I go down, we're in trouble. So I do. I bust it out. And then I go to lay down for a nap because I'm exhausted now. I've given all Mm -hmm. my energy to these recipes. I go lay down. And I know more than lay down, and I hear water gushing from our laundry oh. room. And, you know, we're just in this this holding saga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're trying to remodel our basement. We're trying to get a second bathroom, but weather, snow, freezing pipes, you name it, mm-hmm. permit problems. And so the washing machine just sometimes it doesn't drain correctly. It depends on the weather. It depends on if, like, you know... The, the something got bumped and water didn't drain out correctly. So the whole basement just floods with water. I gave up. Threw my hands up to the to the sky. <laughs> like, help me. Help me. <laughs>
1: that's unbelievable. It's, it's too
0: much. Some some days it's just too much. Some days you can laugh and be like, oh ha, ha that's silly. And some days it breaks you.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. I'm putting down that mosaic tile, tie- mosaic like the Victorian tile, mm-hmm. rather, in the bathroom, and uh, the toilet overflowed before I could grout it. Yeah, so you know, now it's coming off of the hardy board, and I like little individual ones are gonna are coming off. No so I'm gonna way. have to go back and like individually. Angela,
0: that's so bad. <laughs> it
1: stinks, and it's like three two thirds of the room is done, but I didn't want to take the tile all the way up to the tub. It has to get smashed out. So there's hardy board. So you step out of the shower and you're like trying not to get the hardy board wet. It's just a freak show. (laughs) It's just I'm hoping this weekend is uh, we cinch some things up because that's a nice way to projects take a long time and there's always one corner that looks nice and whatever's behind your back is pretty uh, Mm -hmm. stressful. I'll just be glad when they're done. Mm
0: hmm. Yes, completely. Mm -hmm. Um, Our conversation with Ross on Monday, I mean, my heart is still kind of fluttering about about this, but I'm genuinely trying to like take the principles of imperfection, of comfortable, of life, and just remind Mm -hmm. myself like as a homemaker, yes, it's important that you cultivate a beautiful space for these beautiful people that you love and you get to share this house with. That's important. Yeah. You cannot be a total B about it. You just right. can't – that's what I'm telling myself, you guys. I'm not shouting at you. I'm shouting at myself. Like, if the project breaks your spirit to the point that you can't, like, function in the Probably way that you – didn't need to be done. Maybe let it go. Maybe projects yeah. are not for you. And just her commitment to time. I mean, a lifetime of work can be spent just cultivating one house. And, you know, here in America, people move all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't – I have promised, Stu, like, my goal is not to do projects until we're dead. I want you to know that. My goal is to actually invest time, get these done, and, like, ride off into the sunset. (laughs) Like, just enjoy it. or Yeah, just live. What does it feel like to just live? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Genuinely don't know. We have been, like, renovating these spaces that we've lived in for so long. Even rentals. You know, we've talked about, we've done episodes on how to – zhuzh up a rental Mm -hmm. we've been there our whole our whole life you know so then my question is is it a fantasy
1: that will be done or are we just project people because i come from project people i do too my grandparents always doing projects my mom always doing projects
0: yeah well there's there's like projects like oh i want to redo this piece of furniture because it brings me joy and Mm -hmm. i enjoy that kind of thing or i want to change the paint color in this living room and then there's like Plumbing and toilets, You're having to live around, it. <laughs> like yeah, that's there's a difference between having a creative bend and like enjoying changing out wallpaper or these small kinds mm-hmm. of things. There's another for like construction, yeah, <laughs> or having to retile a floor or those <laughs> sorts of things. Like, right, that's a completely different thing. I think. Um,
1: okay, so okay. for people that have been following the show for listening, we love you yes. for a long time, yes, and thank you so much, especially to patrons who are um enjoying video versions of the show and the homemaker chic the book snippets every weekend we really appreciate you you can uh, visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast to become a patron so you listen to the show and then over the weekends we load the video version and an unedited snippet of the book that we are writing for homemakers around the world so thank you very mm-hmm. much because uh, it's going to take um airfare <laughs> and a lot of coordinating for Shay and I to get together. So your you patrons are making that happen for us. Mm-hmm. Um, going to take a little strain off of our families and pulling off this books. So we're very grateful for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I segued into that because I was going to tell you about my boot room. Oh, for those of you who've listened <laughs> for a long <laughs> time, you've heard heard me lament uh, the boot room <laughs> drama. Mm-hmm. Some of you have seen it. It's really bad. There's been an open wall with yellow insulation for two and a half years, Mm -hmm. and that's because I was moving my washer and dryer up to what will someday be a master bathroom off of this office, but the – so the washer and dryer came a few weeks ago. Wonderful. Haven't had new appliances since I was a young bride, Um, but the wall, I would just like everyone to know the wall is covered. (laughs) (laughs) If you were losing sleep – there is now drywall well done. over the wall. Well the, done. We hired an electrician, like grown-ups, and he moved the circuit box into the kitchen, which is quite ugly. But now I can have a sink, because otherwise you can't have a circuit box next to a sink. And the drywall is up. Good job. Yes. Victory. So the sink that we found in the woods is going to be installed. The faucet comes tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it's like a proper Ross would be very proud. Mm-hmm. It's hopefully going to be like a proper room for wellies and dirty eggs. Amazing. That is the goal. That's right amazing. Off of the kitchen. I think we're talking about kitchens today. Not remodeling them, but
0: Eating using them. Eating in them. Darn it. <laughs> yeah. Eating in them. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna talk about food today. Food prep, food inspiration, food sources. We're just gonna spend making food fun again. Making food <laughs> fun again. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Let's do that. Um, Okay. We should also thank Tubes & Co. for sponsoring Season 10 of Homemaker Chic. T-O-U-P-S and Co.com. Use coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off your purchase. Natural skincare, cleansers, tonics, lotions and potions, as I call them. Try the frankincense face balm, the charcoal bar. Try the regenerative serum or the glow serum. My stars. So Did you get it? Fast. Oh, yeah. I got it. You got this one? <laughs> yes, I got it. <clears throat> so if anyone's curious about my routine, I use the charcoal bar at night <laughs> to take off dirt and makeup. Then in the morning – or and then at night, I put on the regenerative serum and the glow serum. In the morning, I oil wash with the oil cleansing, the sea buckthorn oil cleanser, which is amazing. And then I put on the face primer before I do my face. So – Great stuff there. Tubesandco.com. Thank you to Emily for sponsoring season 10. We should have her on. And like, can we talk about making makeup fun again? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. All those Chic things 10 is, is the coupon Chic code, 10. right? 10, yes.
1: Okay, listeners, Um, here's what I did. So I write up the show notes. And uh, I know a lot of you are looking for links. You're trying to find links for things that we've mentioned. I've gone back about 10 episodes. I don't know how far back I'll go. But from here on out, all the sponsors, all the links, everything's just going to be in the show notes. So it's not going to be whatever ad you heard on Monday we'll, and whatever ad you, ad you heard on Thursday. I'm just going to list all the resources for you mm-hmm. so you don't have to hunt around. And um, we have a new resource for you that I think goes mm-hmm. really great with today's show. You've heard Che and I. Do we want to do
0: this now or do we want to do it later? Uh, do you have a wine? Of course not. Of course you don't. Okay. I have. I grabbed my coffee. <laughs> Darn it! Well, I, I have my bottle still here from Monday, so that's the only wine I got. Okay, hold on. I'll grab one. Okay. You talk. All right. Here we go. Thank you, honey. Stu's bringing out my... Uh, actually, this is the Toops & Co. Lipstick Blushing Bride. What? Um, I'm going to put this on real fast before we do our wine segment here. There you go. Nothing like listening to somebody put on lipstick on podcast. Okay. But we need to chic it up before we go into the kitchen today. So here's what we want you to do. Visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash chic. We want you to go there and check out Dry Farm Wines' organic, biodynamic, clean, sugar-free, delicious wines. You've heard me say this, but these are the sourdough of the wine world. These are living, small-batch wines from wineries all around the world that meet Dry Farm Wines' super strict criteria. Four clean biodynamic organic wines, virtually sugar-free. I mean, we're talking about like 0.5 grams left per liter after fermentation. Very, very, very small. So, what you got there, girl? Okay, pulled this
1: out of the recycle.
0: (laughs) I ran down to the. (laughs) It looks like you enjoyed it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's empty. C'est vide. That's empty in French. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is Domaine. Uh, Oh boy. Oh boy. D'Urfeuil. Domain Derfoy. This is a Burgoy. I think is how you pronounce it. I don't think
0: those are actually <laughs> words.
1: Burgoy. They are. That's how you say it. This is pretty. It's purple. Have you had this one? No. Ah. Uh, okay. So the best thing you can do when you get your um, Earl. This is by Earl Dallanu Frere. So the Dallanu brothers. Um, yeah. It's a Burgoy Prestige. From the Loire Valley, 100% Cab Franc.
0: Mm, I love Cab Franc. Uh, The
1: best thing you can do when you get your dry farm order is make sure you have the app installed, because about 95% of the time, you can find the bottle on the app. Mm -hmm. I just scanned this one, so it's not showing me any notes. But that's typically going to tell you what um, foods to pair with it, and a little bit more about the bottle. This one is uh, 2.3% alcohol.
0: Not 23 should
1: say... 12.38 Good gracious <laughs> and um yeah I've never I've never seen this one before. It was delicious. We just had steak over the weekend oh, this is what steak. we did it with so
0: okay so we're gonna be talking about making food fun again um let's talk about that with wine <laughs> like please please do not ignore if you I know not everybody drinks alcohol but if you do yeah. enjoy alcohol like make it the best that you your budget can afford and then have less of it <laughs> just have right just have less of it just enjoy a cocktail enjoy a bottle of sparkling wine with your friends um yeah the whole like wine, women wine culture ha- is so unattractive to me
1: i don't like it
0: i don't like it at all i don't like the t-shirts
1: i don't like the bling mm-hmm. i don't like the when i went to get my girl's ears pierced um earlier this year like at Claire's in the mall that's what the whole wall was was boozer paraphernalia, basically. Yeah, Why no
0: Wednesday and
1: Tacky. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's that's not Publicate. what we're going for here with dry farm wines. We're looking for something a little bit more chic, a little bit more refined, a little bit more intentional. And I think that's kind of you don't necessarily think of intention as fun, but it is. Because when you oh, sit yeah. down to a really good meal, and you get mm-hmm. to bring out a really beautiful bottle of wine. And maybe that's your, you know, maybe you only have three bottles of wine a month that you get to enjoy. But, like, when you know it's something really special and you've set the mood and you've set the table, like, there is nothing better than opening up a beautiful artisan bottle of wine and, like, getting to partake a little bit of that terroir Mm -hmm. at your own table i mean it's a really a place it's a way of going something like these wines are not pasteurized so they are literally alive with the yeasts of an area and so Mm -hmm. you literally are partaking in this living piece of france of south america of austria of italy of germany like i just think that's so bloody special (laughs) it is it's
1: it's a highlight. It is. And we use butter to enhance our potatoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's use wine to enhance our meal. Mm-hmm. Have a beautiful glass. Pick get a beautiful glass that you enjoy holding. Yeah, making it fun again. Yes. we're not talking about just knocking it back. You know, no. How desperate can we be? We're talking about adding to the enjoyment of something that you do every day, enhancing it. Salt, pepper. Oils, butter,
0: wine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, all of that, please. So, dry farm wines. The link: dryfarmwinescom forward slash homemaker chic. It'll be linked below in the show notes as well. If you little click the little drop down arrow, all the show notes should pull up. It'll be a clickable link in there, making it super easy. Make sure you use that link because you'll get an extra bottle in your first order for just a penny, so you can choose. Six bottles or 12 bottles or three bottles. You can do reds. You could do whites. You could do sparklings. Um, so there's a lot of different options there. You get to pick your flavor, as it were, and um, they'll ship it right to your door. There are a few states that don't allow you to ship wine to yourself. Ugh, bureaucracy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for protecting me from myself. How, <laughs> dare, how dare I ship myself wine? You can ship it to like ABC liquor stores. Those are chain liquor stores. Or even your local liquor store—they're licensed to accept orders, so you can have Dry Farms ship it to your local liquor store and then work with the store to pick it up. A lot of times, they're really happy to do that. So, just a little workaround in case you're in that situation. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, um,
1: our friends in the UK have been asking, like, how can they, how can they get it? And at this time, know. you can't. And so, Dry Farm wines are going to be. Um, The pricing from Dry Farm is going to be better for our American audiences, but for our UK listeners, I would, if I was you, I would, when you hear us mention a bottle, I would Google it and see who's, if you have a biodynamic vendor Mm -hmm. or wine shop in your area that's going to carry that bottle individually. That's
0: a good point because these are not Dry Farm wines, exclusive wines. Dry Farm simply finds ones that meet its criteria that it loves, and it helps connect the consumer to the bottle. But yeah, these vineyards they sell to other places, and so if you're somewhere over in Europe, chances are there's some of these bottles circling around. But you might have to hunt for them a little bit. So
1: yeah, usually uh, it looks like they're more like wine club type things. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well,
0: there you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, today we are heading into the kitchen, and as always, we need to do this for ourselves, Angela. Yep. (laughs) We need to make food fun again. And so that's one of the reasons why we thought, "You know what? Let's head to the kitchen today." Also, I got behind on emails yesterday, and what happens when that when that happens is that they tend to build up mm-hmm. and so things sort of repeat themselves, right so There was one like I got so many emails yesterday from listeners like food. Let's talk about food. What do you order? Where do you order it from? How do you source? Mm -hmm. Do you use Azure? and are the prices even right? And And what should my grocery budget be? And so I just thought, you know what, let's just cover this with a whole blanket and just go to the kitchen and make that fun again. Yes. Where do we even start? Do we start with sourcing or do we just start with like, hey, could we enjoy eating again without nitpicking it to death? Could we do that? Yeah, sure. Let's start there. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Um, Let's start there. So (laughs) I Mm. (laughs) – how do I say this? Um, Weight isn't really something I've had to struggle with. So I know a lot of people lose the fun in food because of the weight aspect of things. Now, I went through the normal like huge weight gains with pregnancy and having to do that, but – Mm-hmm. Um, just genetically, like it's not something I've ever had to deal with. And so I don't want to pretend like, oh, you should just, you know, be flippant about it because I know it's a big right. thing for some people. Right. But I will say my ditch that I fall into, so I know – I do kind of know what that feels like is the clean eating thing. And like once you're convicted about eating well and eating clean foods and once you start like growing your own foods, your criteria gets really, really high – And that can become a slippery point just as much as eating too many calories can, you know, so we all kind of have our battles that we're fighting in the kitchen. And for some people, I think it is just making food, not their enemy, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're going to make me overweight, so I can't enjoy you. Um, Mm -hmm. For me, it's kind of like, you're not clean enough for me. And so I can't enjoy you. (laughs) Okay. Does that make sense? And so I think think women are coming to this from a lot of different places, and there's a lot of reasons why Mm -hmm. food has been villainized and women can't find joy in the kitchen anymore, whether it's weight, whether it's ingredients, uh, whether it's picky eaters, whether it's dietary restrictions. Like, you got a lot of things stacked against you, ladies, so, like, don't beat yourself up. (laughs) Yeah, it's sort of like food isn't what it used to be it's not what it used to be There's so
1: much it just like everything else right now Mm -hmm. there's so much information like the thrill is gone yeah whether it's yeah you know you you're really every three years it's a new one whether it's paleo or gluten-free or keto or whatever and then then there's the clean first it was organic now it's clean now it's you know yeah there's all these words and then there's the weight aspect and then first it was oh you know in the 90s it was okay Mm-hmm. No fat, mm-hmm. but eat lots of carbs, and then ten years later, it's something. I mean, it's like just a barrage of <laughs> a lot of nonsense, and just like, hey, remember when we just made food because we liked it? And
0: yeah. yeah, I think it's a lot of marketing. Oh, for sure. I mean, There's look, a food dollar is- sign behind most of yeah. it. Yeah, food is food is food is food. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. all food is created equal, but it's like. If you're in the marketing department for avocados, like, you got to you gotta bring it because, like, how can we sell more avocados? You know, how can we do this? Because they have yeah. to make money just like every other business has to make money. And, and I think identifying that is actually really helpful because you're like, look, you're trying yeah. to sell me avocados. And that's great. But, like, you know, it's just good to be aware of. Like, it's just good to be aware of. um also i think you know back in the day it was it was simpler in the sense of it wasn't simpler in the sense of like hey are we going to starve to death this winter because that was Mm -hmm. a real possibility but it was simpler Mm -hmm. in the sense of hey this is the food that's available and i'm sorry if you don't like it do you want to starve like here's your mutton and your boiled potato like enjoy (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, it was way more pragmatic, <laughs> practical, right? And it there, yeah, it, it, you weren't entertained. I mean, it was, right. yeah, or your your fancies or your finickiness or your or your whatever, just indulged, uh-huh. less indulged, I guess, mm-hmm. maybe is the word. Mm-hmm. Yep. I went ten rounds with a six year old over salmon last night. <sighs> Did mm-hmm. you win? He ate two bites. Mm. I had five. Yep. I mean, and then he ate it and he didn't gag. And I said to him, I said, you know, that is, I'm sorry, like, you needed to gag for me to believe this. I know. I gag when I eat meatloaf. I know what it's like to not like a food, kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're just being a turd. Were we
0: talking about this, about how, like, you allow every kid, like, to gag foods? Maybe. And then everything else, if you just don't like it, like, I don't care.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You could, this one is not um, like profoundly <laughs>
0: stubborn, man. I used to, yeah, you raised a man He is your child. Well,
1: 45 minutes after the dinner table's cleared, I'm just still sitting there. It's like, uh, yep, What's that movie River Runs Through It or something. <laughs> like, he's just stubborn, yep. it's just sitting there. Brad Pitt's character as a little
0: boy just sat, yep, <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, that's tricky, and I'm not even going to remotely pretend. Like, we're going to have this conversation and magically we have answers for you on what to do with piggy eaters or what to do with weight gain or what to do with ingredient right. issues. Like, pff, I don't know. But what I do know is we have to eat. Yeah, And so maybe that's a hill you want to die on with your kids. Maybe it's not. Um, maybe, you know, you get creative in how you sort of work around foods so like my kids love granola. Granola is not mm-hmm. a healthy food, <laughs> um, at least in terms of our food philosophy that we sort of adhere to. You know, I'm right, I mean? just talking about right. a bunch of uncooked grains and unprocessed, like unsoaked nuts. And it's, you know, yeah. it's it should yeah. be a treat. It should be an accent. It shouldn't be like wake up every morning and have a giant bowl of impossible to digest granola. <laughs> so like a compromise for us is I have kids mm-hmm. who get up really early and they like to fix themselves something. So, we're mm-hmm. not ready to tear up breakfast yet. But it, yeah. so I buy them uh, from Azure, and we'll talk about this. But I buy them these little yogurts, and they're pre made, but they're really good ingredients, super high quality grass fed milk. Now, I can make yogurt when our cow's in milk, but that's not as exciting to them because as a little, it's their own container. little container, and right. they can go down to the cold room, they can pick it out there themselves. I buy a few different flavors. And so, like, this is our compromise. Is that 100% ideal? No, I'd rather them eat the yogurt from our cow that I made, but it is a it is a good compromise in the sense of that's this is still better than that for you, and that makes Mm -hmm. food really fun for them, right? And in terms of like the food that they could be consuming, that's that's a really good one, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think part of it is. Part of it is compromise, and part of it is recognizing that your child is just like you, and there's going to be food that's fun to them, and food that's not fun to them, and right. food that inspires them, and utilitarian food, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah.
1: Uh, that box from uh, of granola from Azure is lifesaver. <laughs> I get the twenty five pound box, <laughs> and that's like Sunday night dinner.
0: Oh man, yeah, you know, yeah. it. That's my bailout. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like is the most unfun thing right now attached to your sort of just kitchen food situation?
1: For me, it's just, it's keeping up with food. It's that I never have, I mean, this sounds terrible. I don't want to say I never have enough. That would be a ridiculous thing to say, but I don't have enough to sustain the creativity for the whole month. Like something always runs out. It's just (laughs) this, it's obviously a flaw in my planning. And it frustrates me that I can't get over it. I don't know if I'm not spending enough time developing the grocery list, really thinking about how much is going to go here, how much is going to go there. Um, If I get something new, that's fun. Like I got, um, I thought the kids, it's the middle of winter. I thought they'd enjoy canned peaches. Okay. As or has them in like water. They looked, okay, they're not in heavy corn syrup. You know, so I ordered this box of, can- they were ecstatic. And sure enough, in two weeks, they're gone. Right. <laughs> and that's the problem. So then you're kind of like it's always where like the last so I if you're listening, I get my groceries once once a month. And so it's always like that last 12 days. It's just terrible. Mm-hmm. And that's a long time. That's like half the month mm-hmm. in reality. Mm-hmm. But this so, my kids do this. They do. And they, I have six of them they do and this. they're Yeah. It's it's really challenging. Lunch is really challenging. I mean, I got to Yep. Uh, implement some I have to develop some solutions implement some solutions yep. better planning on my end something's got to give because there's some frustration mm-hmm. like dinner time is fine breakfast they're always like oh again how many breakfast foods there's not that many breakfast through? foods Monday through Friday I'm not gonna I can make a breakfast but I'm not gonna do that in the middle of the week you know well, even so we're always like yeah. pancakes scrambled eggs fried eggs with toast and then sometimes yogurt and granola. That's kind of our, like, morning run-through. Mm-hmm. It's just boring. Mm-hmm. Jams. Let me try to bring out, like, some good stuff. Here's some fruit spreads. You know, here's a bowl of nuts. But <laughs> it's just a lot of people. I mean, it's, yeah. It's just so wow. a lot of people. I didn't know I was this frustrated. <laughs> Yeah, and like I've told you this before, (laughs) cooking for eight—the kind of food that I want to prepare—cooking for eight is very difficult. Like as far as plating and things staying warm, spending a lot of plates.
0: Yep, you know, it's challenging. Yep. My mom watched my kids the other day, and so I cooked breakfast for Stu and I. Mm -hmm. No, sorry, she watched them through the day, so I made supper. It was like. child's play like i don't have to think how much is there and how much is that divided among six people it was like one pan it was so joyful i was just like oh i'll just make a little i think i made a carbonara like oh just half a box of pasta sure great because i only have one which wouldn't have been enough for six people right but like half was plenty for us okay a little you know ration of bacon okay great don't have a ton of eggs that's fine you only need like one egg yolk for two people mm-hmm. it was amazing and i was like is this how people live is this is this what my mom's life is like every day
1: right she's like it
0: helps you like you know why the like
1: casserole became oh my gosh standard like you get it mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah but like st- i did Stoo that grew up last week in like a southern family like he is casserole out." The man, yeah, he is not picky. He will not complain. He has never complained about my food. One time he threw it in the compost bin. But other than that, he has never complained. But he don't like casseroles. So, yeah. and I know that. Like, I don't want to make him mm-hmm. something that he doesn't love. You know, I just, yeah. Casseroles yeah. have fallen out of fashion a bit, haven't they? I just don't like them. They just always look like a pile of slop yeah. to me. Yeah. 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 I'd rather just have a good omelet. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I did that the other night. The kids – it was Sunday night, and the kids had done their yogurt and granola. And I said, Joel, like, I really – like, I want something yummy. Mm -hmm. I said, do you want, like, curry pasta or something? Does that sound – and I did. I just, like, did just, you know, know, sun-dried tomatoes, garlic, Mm -hmm. whatever, some spaghetti, and coconut milk and curry. I just Mm – quick. Mm -hmm. It was so easy. (laughs) This is outrageous. Yep, One can of coconut milk one little handful of pasta, you know, not always how much is this actually going to make and cuz I have the big bulk bags and yep. oh gosh. Yep. yep.
0: All that stuff. Um <laughs> yeah, and the other thing about having a bunch of children is that we were we were trying to explain this to our children cuz they love we love Thai food and sushi. Those are like the two foods that will go out <sighs> to eat because yeah. You have to I would have to buy like all the ingredients to make that at the house. Yeah. Um and so they they, they always want to go to Thai food. Right? Because it's fun and it's yeah. full of flavor. And um, but I was telling them, look, for six of us to eat Thai food, yeah. that's a lot of our grocery budget. <laughs> like mm-hmm. and I know that it's so fun. But even if you do that once a week, even if you eat one meal out a week with a family that size, man, you are chewing into it. And so I feel like the homemaker oh, yeah. is always balancing, like, oh, okay, I'm trying to stay on grocery budget, so I won't buy those chicken thighs or I won't buy that like black garlic paste or like something unfun fun. But then yeah. you actually end up spending more because right. Cause you need a bailout. Nobody is going to be on their A game all the time. Yeah. And sometimes you just, but isn't that funny
1: how you do that? You look at like a $12 specialty paste or something and you're like, Ooh, that's a little much. Yeah. But you could have done X, Y, Z with it. And then you go out for dinner and yeah.
0: Yeah. That's how I feel about uh, shrimp. I'm like shrimp to me is fast food. My kids love it. Mm-hmm. You can cook it with rice, mm-hmm. pasta, salad. I make it in a frittata. All of your kids they love it. Love it.
1: Ugh, see, I've got half, half, and half. Ugh.
0: See, shrimp's like even a Joel. I made food. this
1: beautiful frittata last week. He's like, he ate a few bites.
0: Nah. Ugh. Ah, it's Like <laughs> the smell was out of this world. Yeah. See, I struggle with that because part of me is like, I appreciate you and I love you and I want to take care of you, and the other part of me is like, eat the food. Hmm. Like this is what I got. I don't know. I mean, if you catered to every whim of every person yep. eating in your home, you would never find joy in cooking again. Mm-hmm. I don't like the dressing on my salad. I like my beans on the side. Da, ba, da, ba, da, ba, da. I mean <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. I don't like my Caesar were we salad. We make it, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that what All we're right. Doing? Okay. <laughs> That's um, sounding very fun. Okay, so let's talk about ordering from Azure because I bombed my Azure order. It was totally my fault a couple of months ago, and I forgot some really essential things, and it really did throw off my entire week of cooking. Because all that we've talked about, the one thing that'll ruin the fun in the kitchen more than anything is not having what you need and not having <sighs> a stash of things. And I know everybody's in a different living situation. I know not everybody has a huge food storage, obviously. But I'm just talking about like your pantry staples. Like when you run out of eggs or butter, or you don't have just a couple cans of coconut milk for a really quick curry, or you don't have Mm -hmm. any meat in the house, or there's no box pasta for emergency meals, like, or you run out of olive oil, like these kind of staple items, you're done. Like, there's that's not fun. That's not fun. Yeah. To sit there and think, oh, I could make this. Nope, I don't have that. Could make this. Nope, don't have that. And so I think part of the fun is, being prepared it's like going camping camping's fun if you're prepared if you forget 90 percent right, right. of your stuff it's not fun mm-hmm. and so i think that's part of it i think that that's a good place to start of just making sure you have the ingredients that you need
1: yeah i need to just i've been procrastinating and i work on my order like two days before instead of all month yeah yeah but I have done better and I'm getting the family involved. So I just leave the window open on my computer and I say to them, when you think of something that you want or you think of something that we need, like just add it to the to the cart. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we should. Ex- yeah, let's tell them about Azure because I post a lot of times my pickup on Instagram and people always ask me, what is that? What are you doing? Yeah. What-
0: yeah. yeah. So Azure is a natural food co-op based out of Oregon and they're essentially like a gigantic health food store warehouse bulk supplier of a bunch of food stuff and they're sort of spreading out to the east coast now a little bit north you know kind of in the new england area but smaller routes um Mm -hmm. but they have drops all over the country and so how it works is you sign up and you find a drop near you you know for some people they have like angela has to drive a little over an hour Mm -hmm. to go to her closest drop but you're talking about a once a month once a month, so it's not it's not I need a huge to go deal. anyways, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I can't stay in Siberia, yeah, exactly, <sighs> yeah. so you find your drop, you get connected uh with your drop, and then you put your order in once a month, and once a month, they gather up all your order of fresh stuff, frozen stuff, pantry stuff, and they drive to the drop and you drive to the drop, and you meet up and you load your car up with all your boxes and take them home and oh. and and like everything, yeah, organic.
1: Socks, toothpaste, candles, candles, toothpaste, vitamins, chicken feed, uh, pet f- we, we get a lot of our farm yep. feed from Azure. Yep. So this is, for me, the reason I, I went with them is because they eliminated about four to five other errands, mm-hmm. you know, having to find a health, like, especially when we moved here, having to find a new health food store, having to find a new um, co-op for the animals, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Mm -hmm. So many things. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of one fell swoop. Yeah. This is also where I get like all my Jovial products from, um, which I have found better because Jovial ships their stuff with packing peanuts. And if you have packing peanuts around children, you know what happens. And I'm like, I just try to avoid the packing
1: peanuts. packing peanuts are a trigger for me. They trigger me. Kind of like
0: stores that put a price tag on the glass of a frame. Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. So, um let's so essentially what you do then is you build your cart all month and then you place your order. So, you it's important you get it right cuz you're only doing this once a month. Yeah. So, they can ship it to you like some they do ship, they do ship if you don't have a drop near you. Yeah. Um but you wouldn't want to order like I get chicken grain. Like right. you wouldn't obviously want to ship yourself chicken grain. Um Okay, so let's talk about, because somebody was asking me about the prices, and I think Auzer does have higher prices on a couple products in particular. The one that has stood out to me primarily is meat. Um, so they're grass-fed mm-hmm. beef. It's a Piedmont um, beef, and it's, it's expensive. It's way more per pound than I can buy it from a local rancher. Mm. So um I don't actually buy meat from Azure, although they do have it available and if you're buying it in smaller quantities it might make total sense for you maybe right, or maybe you right. don't have room for half a beef which is why I get such a good price on it that sort mm-hmm. of a thing. Um I don't know cuz I I again I'm buying for 6. So. Do you know what
1: the price per pound is? I don't know.
0: No, not off the not, not, not the top I get of salmon my head from them. But yeah. It is higher. And same with mm-hmm. chicken. Like I can get chicken from a local farmer for less per pound than I can get it from Azer. I, I have bought it from Azure before. But they have chicken feet. They have soup bones. So if you're looking for, you know, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that maybe you can't find locally, they do have that. They ship frozen stuff. I get a big box of fat cultured butter twice a
1: twice mm-hmm. a year. Two or three times a year. You can't get that anywhere. Yeah. It's
0: fabulous. Yeah. Or I buy a ghee yeah. by the gallon. I love the flavor of ghee. I think it's amazing. Do you,
1: they have a gallon yeah. size?
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I didn't know that. I fry stuff in it. So good. Oh
1: yeah, heck yeah cuz then it doesn't brown. So the, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So I tell people too like um don't don't be intimidated like by the word's bulk or co-op. Yeah, like you don't you're not paying a fee and you can just order one bottle of organic everything's organic or GMO. Mm-hmm. Non-GMO. Mm-hmm. So and their their standards are really high. So I've noticed like last year there was a cle- their cleaning products are amazing. Last year there was a cleaning product company that they carried, and it got bought out by like Clorox or one of the big companies. Mm-hmm. And Azure said, okay, we're going to no longer carry them because we feel that now their integrity is going to be sacrificed. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. that's really cool, and I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, so all organic, all no- or not or and or non GMO. Mm-hmm. And I say, like, you can just get a bottle of ketchup. Mm -hmm. You can get a a giant box with a pump if you have a restaurant or 42 children, or you can just get a Mm -hmm. bottle. Like, each thing comes in different sizes. You can get one pound of flour, or you can get a 50-pound bag of flour. It comes in all these increments all the way up to the big sizes. So that's something I really love is the flexibility of quantity and sizes. For sure. Very much so.
0: For the past three years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together we'll cook dishes like chicken Milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The Cooking Community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliotthomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. It's
1: winter, we're getting organized, we're getting clean, we are washing our sheets from American Blossom Linens, softer with each washing. These are our favorite sheets here on the show. You know this as fans of vintage linens. These are the best sheets ever. Shay and I love to call them modern vintage, and you need to be sleeping on them with a process called combing. All the rough fibers are pulled through these American-made Texas-grown cotton sheets, This creates the softest, most beautiful sheets for your home. You will love them. I know you're in the mood to spruce things up. You want to make things fabulous for your home. Beautiful. You want to survive winter in style. Do that with American Blossom Linens. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use this equally as beautiful coupon code HomeMakerChic20 for 20% off. Sheets, duvets, beautiful linens that I know you will love as much as Shay and I do. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use the coupon code homemakerchic 20
0: Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze-drying world with a beautiful new freeze-dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze-dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze-dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze-dryer trays, push the start button and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. Freeze-dried food lasts for 25 years
1: in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits vegetables herbs milk or even eggs harvest right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen visit bit.ly forward slash homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system
0: from harvest right today Homemaker Chic listeners, you've heard us talk about it, but now is the time to take the next step in your grocery shopping, real food pantry stocking journey by doing your monthly shopping with Azure Standard. Right now, we want you to visit bit.ly forward slash Azure chic and get shopping. Azure Standard is a family-owned, organ-based whole food grocer that delivers all around the United States each month. They'll connect you with a local drop-off point in your area, and then the fun really starts. That's right, Shay. So visit bit.ly forward slash as we're chic.
1: Build a cart full of the products that you need to run your home and kitchen from cleaning products to plant starts to spices to dry goods, fresh produce to baking supplies, and everything in between. This is how we stock our refrigerators and pantries each month. Azure has exceptional offerings at a fraction of the cost of your local specialty markets or health food stores. Visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic right now and bring the fun back into your kitchen and pantry.
0: I think, yeah, people do have this idea. So there are certain grains and such that I'll buy five-pound bags of. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't need
0: 50 pounds or I don't have the room for 50 pounds of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I kind of have an idea of how much we use per month and maybe I just buy two five pound bags or just one. So, um, and they, they do a great job. I mean, I think everybody here loves Azure day. Um, they they have <laughs> a, a super, deal. they have a quality of product that I do get some stuff from Costco still, uh, primarily like snacky lunch stuff, uh, because mm-hmm. my kids have homeschool co-op twice a week. So now they have to pack lunches, which is tricky. Um, But like dried fruit, nuts, all that kind of stuff I still get from Azzer. One of the things that Azzer carries that nobody else really does is the keys. Um, Organic, like grass-fed cheeses, raw milk cheeses. Like you almost can't. They're they're not anywhere else.
1: You can't find Mm -hmm. them. No. Like the big pepper jack.
0: Yeah 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 so Mm -hmm. grass-fed organic raw raw cheese is a really big thing for me i think cheese is one of those things i'm like don't blame cheese for what pasteurization and additives and food colorings have done yeah okay (laughs) like raw cheese (laughs) grass-fed cheese um, from you know cows who are managed in a really wonderful way (laughs) It's not it's mm-hmm. a completely different product. It's apples to oranges, and so don't don't blame all cheese, please don't do that. Cheese loves mm-hmm. you, not everyone, but a lot of people. Um, so I get all my cheeses from azer, the ones that I don't fail at making myself. I get from Azzer. so organic <laughs> fetas, organic pepper jacks, organic raw cheddars, mm-hmm. um I also buy. Again, the cow's not in milk right now. So I'm having to buy all my dairy products. Really good organic creme fresh, organic probiotic cream cheese, organic probiotic sour cream. Like to me, these are staples. When I go to like throw, throw down in the kitchen, especially on a last minute meal, you can take, let's say you've got frozen fish in the freezer. If you got creme fresh and you've got mm-hmm. a good supply of some dried herbs or maybe some fresh herbs. You can you can make magic happen. You can. Yeah. But sometimes, like, the difference is the $3, you know, thing of creme fraiche. You're like, am I going to make it? it? I don't know. Oh, creme fresh. Yes, I'm going to make it. <laughs> yep. That's what I did last night. It was
1: frozen salmon, creme fresh, lemon juice. Mm-hmm. And I walked into the cooler and I thought, thank goodness there is a tub of creme fraiche sitting right there. I mean, it's super easy to make, but it's nice to have it.
0: Nice to have the tub sitting it's out. It's nice to have the tub sitting out. And don't you feel like... I love doing stuff in the kitchen. It's like Ross was talking about on Monday. It's like grown up play for me. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel in the kitchen. but then there are also like difficult utilitarian times, and it can't yeah. all be fun. like there are things you just actually have to do, and the difference sometimes is just having a lemon the or a yeah. good flaky salt or Just something, just something that inspires you, whatever those flavors are for you. Maybe it's just a new, like a new zatar spice or something, you know, just Mm -hmm. maybe you toasted a batch of pumpkin and sesame seeds and you just keep them in a little bowl on your counter so you can kind of sprinkle them over the top of stuff. Like it doesn't have to be expensive ingredients. It's just something that makes you want to go in there, something that makes your creative juices flow. And what are your like top because I have certain things that like, okay, I can t- I can get through that. Like, what
1: are your top ins- inspirational,
0: <laughs> inspirational foods, Shay mm. Elliott? Well, to me, we subscribe to a fisherman's co-op off the Washington Coast right here. And mm-hmm. so I get halibut and salmon delivered every month. And that's I mean, that's bailout food because I can pull it from mm-hmm. the freezer and have it on the table in 30 minutes. I mean, it's just it defrosts so quickly in a just a bowl yeah. of warm water. Mm-hmm. And you can pretty – I mean, you can just throw, like, a ginger lime marinade over the top or you could just do salt and pepper, you know, with, like, lemon juice. There's just so – it's so versatile and we love fish. My kids love fish. Yeah. So to me, uh, fish is always a a bailout food because ideally you pull your meat out <laughs> and you have your meat defrosted before you start the week. But that just doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. I feel
1: like such a grown up when I go out with a basket and load it up with meat to thaw. Guys, that's like, so wow! Look at you go, homemaker. <laughs>
0: You're amazing. At- You're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's yeah. Fish is a big one for me. My brother-in-law bought me sort of. He has a friend, uh, a Spanish friend, whose dad still owns an olive oil, like place in spain and so he got me Mm -hmm. like a collection of these olive oils for christmas and i have i just set them out on a little cutting board on my counter and there's like four or five different types and they're all amazing and they're all different some are buttery some are grassy and that inspires me little stuff like that um Mm -hmm. keeping fresh herbs i know like again not ideal i love to grow my own herbs But like I'll buy – I buy parsley from Azzer and I also buy cilantro from Azzer because those are two that I could just dump over everything all the time. Mm -hmm. And I put them in little vases of water. Doesn't make them last the longest, but I'll take one bunch out, put it in a vase on the counter. And like when I see that, Mm -hmm. I see hope. Like, look, green. A fresh hope. There's hope. What can you make with parsley? (laughs) true it's true and i'll tell you sometimes it's like uh, i call it my parsley and bean salad it's a can of jovial tomato uh potato what the heck am i trying to say beans beans like Mm -hmm. they're cannellini beans dump that Mm -hmm. into a bowl chop up a bunch of parsley chop up a shallot red wine vinaigrette a bunch of fresh black pepper a bread all day (laughs) there you go (laughs) yeah like um you know it's it's kind of it does kind of parallel what we were talking with Ross about like there's almost a style that you have to accept you have when you have a family <laughs> like
1: mm-hmm. if polished
0: was my style I would live in continual frustration I think the same has kind of gone for food like when you become kind of a foodie for lack of a better word you think oh I need to eat this food or that food yeah good luck doing that for 8 people and so you almost have to accept yeah. this like rusticy Element to good food. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's yeah. not as good. It just means it's different. Like you're probably not making mm-hmm. a ton of tureens, for example. It's probably yeah. a little fussy f- for no. a large family. I think th- I made one 18 months ago. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah. And you're not probably eating a ton of steak. You know, that's like more of a special occasion thing because steak for eight people mm-hmm. is a lot. Um, I think... Jamie Oliver, to me, is really like the king of rustic family food. I mean, he mm-hmm. has a lot of f- children, especially for a Brit, and you see that I know. reflected in yep. his food. You mm-hmm. see that reflected in his food. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, like when I need some fun in the kitchen, I I that's what I do. I go to people that inspire me, who make me want to cook. Mm-hmm. And I just hang out with them until I get a bee in my bonnet to go make something. Yeah.
1: I go to the library and I get a stack of cookbooks. I literally had them order every Nigella cookbook <laughs> that I didn't have the other day. They came in. I, I have like a stack this big. And I just look at them and mm-hmm. get inspiration. I think keeping those – this sounds silly, but we, we've we entertained a lot of romantic notions on this show. So <laughs> think about like you know, when you're watching a movie and there's a feast scene or there's a, a food scene – there are these certain ingredients that make you feel sexy. They make you feel like, oh, I want to put out a spread for my family or they they're kind of um link ingredients mm-hmm. like the creme fresh. Like, oh, I have this, I have that plus creme or creme fresh is the plus sign, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, to these two two numbers. Um that's how it is for me. Like you were saying, it's just like really chunky sea salt big chunks of pepper, yeah. lemons, olive oil, yeah. fresh herbs, you know, a few good dairy products, beautiful eggs, like having those key things that makes me feel like I
0: can, okay, what do I have? Okay. okay, I have rice. Okay, I have that some lemon. <sighs> this is so funny this. that you say this because I have a butcher block piece next to my oven. My stove, Mm -hmm. and normally I like it like cleared off because that's my station, right? So I swoop it off. Well, last week I was feeling so uninspired, especially being sick. I mean, and my kids were fine; they weren't sick, so they wanted like Mm -hmm. normal mom food, and I was not feeling it. And so I I took a little lamp from the living room and I put it on my butcher block towards the back where it's everything's butted up against the wall. Okay. And then I went and got like six cookbooks that just make my skirt fly up. And I stacked them Mm -hmm. next to the lamp. And then I got some fresh lemons and I put them in a pretty pottery bowl and set that also back by the wall. I brought out my fresh pepper grinder and filled it up with my flour pepper that I made last summer and set it there. Mm -hmm. Got all my olive oils and vinegars that I use a lot, stashed up, refilled the salt container like free. (laughs) Easy stuff. But now when I look at that area, it looks cozy. It looks homey. It looks productive. You just look at it and you think, I could do something. Mm -hmm. You know, I brought over my little jar of wooden spoons and utensils. So it's right there. And it's so charming. Mm -hmm. And it was literally just the difference of just sort of freshening up a space and rearranging it and being like, remember, this is fun. You like this. (laughs) Come on. Come on. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went
1: into my spice cabinet last week and I took like, I just had gotten so sloppy, <sighs> so behind. I just re-jarred everything, yeah. stacked them all on top of each other under my island, so you can see the bottoms of the jars like sticking out like a wall. All my olive oils, you know. We were talking. Um, we had a old world design society call a few weeks ago, and we were talking about different rooms in the house and how they lend to like an old world design. And the consensus was like the kitchen's really the easiest place to start if that's a style you want to explore. And it's sort of twofold in that it's easy Mm -hmm. and really enjoyable. And even if your design skills aren't really nurtured, you can pull it off. And then the benefit is that an old world style really accommodates cooking because you do have the bowl of lemons. It's okay to leave your olive oil out. The Big, you know, big salt and pepper grinders. Everything's sort of right there. And so you can't help but be inspired Mm -hmm. to make food because it's none of it's like put away on a lazy
0: Susan in the cabinet, Mm -hmm. you know. Listen, if you want some hot inspiration for this, (laughs) you got to go. What the heck is that guy's name on Instagram? You know who I'm talking about. He has the the table in the middle of his kitchen and he has in Belgium. Yes. What is his name?
1: That's not Neo Thiessen, I think it's it? Neo that
0: Yes, that's right. Okay, okay so Neo, N-E-O. Okay. I'm going to look it up right now. Yes. I am right too. N-E-O-T-H-I-S-S-E-N. <gasps> look at this. Patrons, if you guys... This stupid kitchen. Yeah, yeah, his kitchen. Okay, I learned a lot from him. I just
1: typed the other day he posted. I just said, thank yes. you. Like, Just needed to see your kitchen. It was
0: him yeah. who I saw the table in the middle of the kitchen, and I was like, I need to do that. I don't yeah. want cabinets. I don't want an island. I just want a table. And then what he does is oh, he just yeah, this one. janks all these bowls together. They're all like thrifted and chippy and amazing. And he just fills them. Like, I don't care if you go to Safeway and just buy some out of season apples. Okay? Just bring them back. Take them out of the plastic bag and put them into a beautiful bowl. Peel the stickers off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then have a bowl of onions and have a bowl of apples and have a jar of parsley. And like put your stuff on display. I mean, this time yeah. of year, I do that a lot more because I can. My kitchen's a lot colder. In the summer, it's super difficult because all the fruit flies come and stuff right. decomposes so quickly because my kitchen is mm-hmm. not doesn't hold an even temperature. It's too old mm-hmm. for that. But um, this time of year, so I just bought the little beautiful mandarin oranges from Azur. Like, I bought a whole flat of them, and I also mm-hmm. bought a whole flat of apples and grapefruit. And the first thing I did was take them out of the cardboard boxes and put them in giant bowls all around the kitchen. Because when you look at a bowl of beautifully bright oranges, you feel happy. You feel inspired. Is Are you going to eat oranges for dinner? Probably not. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, I have a really good orange and fennel salad recipe you could make with a nice, like, seared chicken. Right. Delicious. So I think you're right. I think having them out gives you hope that you have something. I've even done this with like Mm -hmm. cherry tomatoes, in season or out of season. Cherry tomatoes, mushrooms, fennel's really beautiful for a couple of days. I mean, you got to kind of work quickly, right? If -hmm. stuff's not in the fridge. Um, But this is a great time of year to do that, like you said, because first of all, you need
1: it. (laughs) Everyone's feeling a little long in the tooth and depressed. Yeah. Yeah a good time of year to do that um we need a term
0: for that that february feeling yeah (sighs) yeah so that's where a lot of joy comes from from me i mean yeah just that and and just remember like we lay kind of heavy into the meat this time of year intentionally and it's good sometimes you know we raise almost all of our own meat. And so to sit back and just be reminded, like, hey, we did this. Remember all those hot days of like moving sprinklers in the summertime? and Flies. Remember the (laughs) flies and remember the lambing and remember the like trying to get them on the trailer to bring them in from summer pasture. Like remember all that? That's what this moment is for. (laughs) Like all of that was for this. So like remember to enjoy it. And I think that's where a lot of the fun can come back into it is just remembering like, hey, there's food in front of you today. Like there is food. Even when our, you know, we're bare bones and we run out of the easy stuff, like there is food mm-hmm. in our pantries. Right. And a heart posture of just gratitude can bring a lot of fun back right. in. Yeah.
1: Uh. So Nigella's latest book, she's got, it's very text heavy, even more so than her other books, like There'll be four pages of text before a recipe. It's really, really good. And she was talking about uh, an expression that really, really kind of really irks her, and it's guilty pleasure, because she said every time she's interviewed, it always they always want to know what's your guilty pleasure, and she hates that question. And it's, she then she goes on to just write and write and write about kind of what you're saying, like, no, you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're eating. It's supposed to be wonderful. Yeah. What What good does it do you to... You know, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm going to have to do X, Y, Z to deserve having had eaten this, and just all that mm-hmm. ridiculousness mm-hmm. that you know, you know, women we really struggle with um, just allowing ourselves to to eat. And obviously, you should eat good and you should eat healthy, but you shouldn't have to have guilt attached Mm-mm. to it. It's it should be a joy. Mm-hmm. Should be able to make it fun again three times a day.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, very much so. And that doesn't mean every time is spectacular. Right. But that means like, you know, it's okay to pour a glass of delicious wine on a Tuesday and just sit and savor your food for a little bit longer, even if it's just a frittata, like something really mm-hmm. simple. Um, I mean, it, does, it just doesn't have to be spectacular. And I think that's good news for the homemaker. Like you don't have to be a spectacular cook. You can actually just learn how to prepare some – you know, anyone can like you can train your palate, right? So like there's a difference mm-hmm. between French pâtisserie and like the actual like or or what were the people who handle chocolate? Chocolatier, what are they called? Chocolatier. Chocolatier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are like finite, really trained, hyper detailed skills. As a home cook, like you don't have to be that person. You don't at all. So like let that go unless you want to train yourself in french patisserie Mm -hmm. if you don't like just let it go just um alice waters i did her master her cooking master class a couple of years ago and you know it was i love alice waters style um if you guys should check her out she's she's written some Mm -hmm. really wonderful books but it's so rustic and simple it's like let's make learn how to make homemade pasta eggs and flour you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's learn how to toast cumin seeds. Let's learn how to ballad, uh, balance acid and fat when we're making a vinaigrette. Uh, mm-hmm. So she showed how to make, okay, you're just having an egg for breakfast. Well, here's how to cook an egg in a spoon over a fire. She so she shows this in her masterclass, And so uh, we have a coppersmith friend, Sarah, and I reached out to Sarah. I was like, hey, do you have – Copper spoons that I could cook at egg spoons is what they're called. They have a long handle. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, I do. So I got one from her. And a lot of times all we have for breakfast is a fried egg and a slice of homemade bread. Like that's it. Mm -hmm. But I tell you, like when we have the time and we can take the time to cook that egg over the coals in the fire, that one egg, which has nothing on it but salt, turns magical. It turns into Mm -hmm. something like otherworldly. And so sometimes I think it really is just the homemaker being like, you know what, I'm not going to be a Michelin star chef. I don't want to be that. I want to learn how to like throw down a really good bean soup. I want to know how to make a biscuit from scratch. Mm -hmm. Like it does, you know, just simple things. And Angela reminded me a couple of of weeks ago, like just feed the people. They don't care if you make them a smoked salmon tureen. Or if you make them sloppy joes for the most part, Mm -hmm. they just want to be fed. (laughs) Right. And I have to remind them. I have to remind myself of that sometimes. Like it might not seem exciting to you to make a lentil soup again, but my children actually really love lentil soup. And when I make it, they think I'm amazing. Mm -hmm. So like, let's do that then. And, And that's sufficient. That's enough. That's still good food. It's great food.
1: Yeah. And I want to speak to this because I am someone who has to watch what I eat or else because my body just wants to be fat, just <laughs> wants to, wants it so bad. <laughs> um, I firmly believe that eating better food is the answer. I feel, and now I feel, I believe that most of America's trouble is garbage food. And it's, you know, it sounds cliche, but it's empty calories And then overeating sets in when you train yourself to make good food and enjoy good food with good flavor, the best ingredients that you can get. Everybody's on a different, you know, I believed this when I couldn't afford good ingredients or, you know, expensive ingredients. But when you delight in good food every day and learn to make a few good recipes, you learn how to do that. You know that another good meal is coming and you stop eating, it really helps stop eating in desperation. You know, like, this is part of my life. Good food mm-hmm. is a part of my life. So I don't have to stuff my face every time I sit down to the table or overeat or get too full because I know this will happen again because I know how to do mm-hmm. it.
0: Don't you think some of it is also, like, unintentional in the sense that um, I know people are usually just doing the best that they can, but mm-hmm. just in our the brokenness of our food system, like, If you're buying cheap chicken, you're not just eating the chicken. You're eating the corn that the chicken ate. You're eating the soy that the chicken ate. You're eating the antibiotics that the chicken had in its feed, all Mm -hmm. the medication that was in its feed. I mean, you are partaking of its health or its sickness. And that's just the way it goes, whether you're eating a chicken or whether you're eating a vegetable. Um, A vegetable is the same way that the nutritional characteristics of a vegetable are completely dependent on what's in the soil. And a carrot is going to have different trace amounts of minerals, different vitamins based on what soil it's in. And the same goes for meat. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, that can be tricky because people think, oh, I'm being healthy. I'm eating all these vegetables. And it's like, yeah, but what kind of vegetables? What were they sprayed with? What kind of soil were they grown in? Like, what what, what was their life like? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of imp- other important things to worry about in the world, but I do think that eating the best that you can in your budget. Um, even if that means, you know, less prepackaged stuff, which costs more per pound. So much. And more, yeah. you know, maybe good lentils. Even like yeah. you can find really nice lentils, like from biodynamic farms, all this, this great stuff. There's great simple ingredients out there that your body can actually thrive on. I think sometimes we don't give enough credence to the fact that we are – What we eat, eats. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) That's (laughs) true. And it can kind of self-sabotage like, oh, I'm doing, I'm eating really well. But that does have an effect. It's been shown to have an effect. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, you can kind of actually sabotage what you're doing without even realizing it. So knowing your farmer is always really helpful. Um, One of the things I love about Azure actually is they say where their products come from. So like I always try to Mm -hmm. source from Washington, Oregon, Northern California, because these are fairly local places to me you know right. in terms of the united states anyway mm-hmm. um and so it takes a lot of the pressure off it's, it's helpful really helpful yeah. yeah uh i
1: think i mean food is just a ex- food is expensive <laughs> okay and we've got an, an inflation situation Holy cow. as well right now but generally speaking i don't think like organic foods and stuff. There's not this huge price difference. You know, we have – do you have Aldi by Mm-mm. you out there? We have a, st- a chain here. I don't know if it's East Coast as well, um, but it's like a – I think it's German. It's very much like the little tiny, tiny grocery stores in France, like in Paris. Um, really low prices. I mean, the the big – they have a pretty hefty organic section these days. It's not like the – so overall, everything's expensive, yeah. but I'm, my point is it's like not this huge gap anymore between conventional and organic food.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I said, too, if you're willing to put your boots to the ground a little bit, like sometimes you can find actually cheaper, better options locally. Yes. You know, like my, the place I get my chicken from, it's half the cost of an organic chicken from the store and mm-hmm. they're fed organically and they're free range and they're a small family farm and they do an excellent job.
1: Yeah, and it's the store. Oh, my gosh. It's $39 at Costco right now for a pack of organic chicken breasts. That's so much money.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. That's, it's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. More lentils. More please. lentils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, homemakers, I hope you guys can just just think of a few ways. Your kitchen is unique mm-hmm. to you. Your food is unique right. to you. What you eat, how you eat, how much you eat. All of that is so unique to you. So just put your put your heart to it for the next couple of days and just think, where could I find joy in this? Where could I find right. a little bit more joy? Even if it's just taking your store-bought beans and putting them in a pretty vintage glass jar by your stove, even if it's just mm-hmm. a 59-cent bunch of parsley on your kitchen counter, it, maybe it's just mopping your floors. <laughs> right. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe just caring for the space so you want to be in it.
1: Yeah. Clean out your fridge.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, get a little pep in your step again. Um, But whatever it is, remember that it is a blessing to have food. It's a blessing to have a space to prepare food. Um, Right. You know, I I always think about that verse in scripture, and I'm totally blanking on where it is, but like, do not give any thought to like what you, you know, what you will wear, what you will eat, because who of you Mm -hmm. can add a day onto your life And I think that that's actually really comforting, especially for a food person, (laughs) Um, because you think, oh, my gosh, if I don't get this perfectly right, like we're all going down. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. You're going to go down when the Lord says you're going to go down. And like, that's a blessing. Um, And so
1: just one meal at a time. Yeah.
0: Take it one meal Mm -hmm. at a time. Feast when you need to be feasting and fast when you need to be fasting. And, you know, Mm -hmm. just give thanks for what's in front of you. That Mm -hmm. ultimately brings the joy back, brings the fun back. So Excellent. Um. Again, thanks to our patrons who keep Homemaker Chic on the air. Please join us, patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. You can get video forms of the podcast, excerpts from the new book. And this is how uh, we are supporting the new book. So a huge thank you to our patrons. A lot of you have stepped up. We're still at less than 1% of the listenership, uh, but we're, we're closing yeah. that gap. So we're really thankful that so many of you have stepped in to support this endeavor. We really appreciate you. Uh, in the show notes, all the sponsors are listed. Our Dry Farm Wines link, Toops & Co. with the coupon code. All that is right below the show notes. So check that out. And uh, let's go have some fun in the kitchen. We'll be back here on Monday. Let's do it. Okay. okay. Cheers. Cheers.